0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket.
1: Do your own due diligence thoroughly. Don't ever trust what anyone else tells you.
0: Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Trevor McGregor. Trevor is a real estate results coach. I've been paying him and working with him for years now. He actually is responsible for giving me the idea to do a podcast. So it's not only about transactions that he gives advice on how to find more deals, how to make more money, but also how to build a holistic plan around your real estate entrepreneurship endeavors. That's what I love about working with Trevor. That and being held accountable for what I say I'm going to do and actually making sure that I follow through and do it. I feel like I'm a pretty results-oriented, accountable kind of person, but it's always nice to have someone who's there guiding you along the way and giving you strategy as well as psychology tips for how to deal with you know the things that come up as a real estate entrepreneur. Trevor has made a wonderful offer for the best ever listeners. And that is that he's offering a free coaching session. Go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-W-I-T-H-T-R-E-V-O-R.com. Highly recommend him. I've worked with him before. I'm currently working with him right now as my business, as my real estate investing coach. Highly recommend you do the same. Take him up on his offer. Get a free coaching session, coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners, hello, hello. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and this is a show where we don't get into any of the fluffy stuff. We get straight to real estate investing advice and insights that move your business forward that you can apply to make more money and spend your time how you want to spend it. We've spoken to many real estate professionals and entrepreneurs who have given us wonderful best ever advice and today is no exception. How are you doing, Joy Oberholzer?
1: I'm doing great, Joe. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great as well, and looking forward to our conversation. Joy is everything but the president, according to her, at Rock On Properties. You can say hi to her and her team at rockonproperties.com. It's her and her husband who are partnering on this, uh, this venture. They it's a recent company, but they've been very active over the last year. They've done 10 total deals within their first year as a company. And that goes from both fix and flips as well as wholesaling deals. She also has properties in her own portfolio. Uh, She's based in Scottsdale, Arizona, but those properties are in Tennessee, Texas, as well as Arizona. With that being said, Joy, you want to give... The Best Ever listeners, a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
1: Certainly. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Glad to meet you. My name is Joy, and I'm actually a relatively new real estate investor. I spent 30-plus years in the IT field traveling around not only the country, but the world, solving other companies' problems for them. Got a little bit tired of traveling and decided that I was going to get into real estate investing. I started out being one of those real estate investors. We all know at least one of those real estate investors who bought a property to turn it into a rental. We overpaid, over-improved, and under-tenanted. And I'm sure all of your listeners have probably dealt with some of those kind of investors.
0: Yes, I, I've uh, I've actually myself overpaid and and underestimated the expenses on a property.
1: Right. And then, of course, those kind of investors are the ones that we all talk to who they overpaid for their property, so they want to oversell their property as well. And those are the ones that we end up not buying. We bought a house in South Scottsdale. We paid about $225,000 for it, It took us six months to get it rent ready, put about $60,000 in improvements into it. And we Get about $1,400 a month in rent for that. So that's our half a percent return on that money. Great, huh? (laughs) From here, we started our journey to get educated and understand what investing should really look like. I had never done any marketing. And I guess one of the things your best ever listeners really need to understand, especially the newbies, which is what I am, is we're not a real estate company. We're a marketing company. As simple as that. You have to be able to nail your marketing to be able to do any transactions. Would you agree with that, Joe?
0: I would. Yep.
1: I've I've learned so much about marketing and besides getting educated about about how to buy real estate right, I've also really learned a lot about learning how to market properly. And I've made some real bad mistakes. Fortunately, I've met some other people who've done the same. Um, I'm dyslexic. The first set of business cards that I actually had printed and shared for about six months before I realized it. Oh, no. Yes. Can you believe it? I had the numbers switched. Ouch. That hurt. Not only did it hurt, I had everybody else's cards, but they couldn't get in touch with me. (laughs) So (laughs) that was my first. Big marketing mistake that I made. So always have somebody else proof them for you.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's that's certainly one lesson learned with with your deals that the the ten or so that you all have done over the last year. How many of them were fix and flips, and how many were wholesale?
1: Uh, I did um, three wholesales, and the rest had been fix and flips.
0: And what are your thoughts uh, so far for you know year one? on time spent versus return on wholesaling versus fix and flip?
1: Well, I guess one thing is they're both jobs, right? Neither one of those is really investing. Those are both jobs. You have to keep doing them to have income. Um, I think that as, as, um, as we get into real estate investing, wholesaling is the best way to make quick money so that you can start doing flips. But like everybody else, I mean, I, I had spent a lot of money trying to get into the business. So I needed to do some wholesales. Um, I'm working in a I'm working in kind of a rural area. There's a huge amount of competition in the Phoenix market. So I have kind of picked a little different niche to work in. And my buyers list is pretty small. So I have to be pretty selective about what I'm trying to wholesale. Otherwise, it's going to end up either falling out of contract or falling in my plate. It took me a while to build up. The ability to start doing fix and flips because there again, because I'm working in this kind of unusual market, finding resources there took me a while. But I think that you have to start out probably, um, unless you, you're, you've got money or you're money rich, you have to start out probably wholesaling.
0: Have you taken the fix and flips full circle with, with the, with the selling of, of a couple of them that you've done?
1: Uh, yeah, I've got, I, I actually have, um, Three that a uh, three that have sold, uh, one that's on the market right now, and three that we're doing right now.
0: So, with the ones that you've sold already, comparing those the profits on those to the profits on wholesaling, then looking at how much time you spent, which one are you making more money on your time?
1: Oh, I would say wholesaling.
0: Can you do you have ex- like a, a couple examples, one of each?
1: I picked up a property. Um, I picked it up for 50000 I sold it for 60000 in a day. Mm. So that's not a bad number.
0: Okay, what, what, how'd you find the property?
1: They found me. Bandit signs.
0: Okay. Uh, so they found you, they called you, and how'd the conversation go?
1: It, I, it was... It was my first call. I was very, very nervous and it it was kind of actually kind of interesting. She called me and we talked. I knew exactly what their bottom line number was. I mean, she told me they had credit problems. They had bought this house. They were up to their ears in credit problems. They just needed out. They just needed the mortgage paid off. They needed it to go away. She basically just told me exactly what their numbers were. It took me about a week to get to her because there again, because she was actually in this, um, this market that I, I go to about once a week and people live different ways, right? Um, I, I don't know. And maybe some of your best ever listeners do, but I don't feed my cats at the same table that I eat at. And so the house was, the house was distressed in addition to the people being distressed, but the conversation went well, really well. I was surprised. I, I've never had to I've never been in that situation so it it really surprised me but it went really well and it was a really clean transaction.
0: It took you a week to uh get a hold of her, or to meet at the property, right? Correct. Were were you worried at all during that week that she'd be calling other people and and then you'd lose the deal?
1: Um you know I was and she did actually call somebody else and when I went to the house um we talked and she even said well my husband talked to this other guy And I said, well, and they said, so we'd like to give him a chance to, you know, to meet the offer. And I was like, okay, fine. Well, they did. They called him and he, same situation because, you know, we're talking about a market an hour away. And he basically told them exactly that. Well, you know, if you've got a deal, just take
0: it. So he uh, he told them that he'd be there what a, a week a, in in a week or I don't understand yeah. exactly what you what you just said. No,
1: basically what he said was that's not really an area I work in. So if you've got an offer on the table, I recommend you take it.
0: Oh, he told them to take to take the offer. Yeah, got it. Because he's not he doesn't work in that market. Okay, I'm with you. And were you there at that time? Yes. With her. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And she and did she call anybody else besides that guy? No,
1: no that was the, it was the two of us
0: so once you got there and you got the deal, uh, then did you already have a buyer's list or a buyer that you had in mind?
1: I did have a buyer. I had a buyer who bought in that area, yes, so and it was one call to him, and he took it
0: and what's the what were the numbers the projected numbers on it for him
1: you know i'm going to have to i'll have to look they they basically painted the pig and i believe that they put it on the market then for like i'm going to say 80 but i don't know exactly cuz i didn't continue to follow it
0: okay okay curious uh, with the with the fix and flip what's what's an example of fix and flip that you've done
1: i've got I've got one that's on the market right now, Cute Little House. It was a, That one uh, came to me as a FISBO, and I picked that one up for 50 We put about 10 into it. It's on the market right now for 80 and uh, we It's only been on the market for, I think, seven days now. We, um, we had a period here, which is really unusual for us, but we actually had a week of rain here, so we didn't get a lot of showings the first week, but it's starting to get nice again, so hoping that one moves quick.
0: You bought it for fifty thousand. Put in ten k. So all in your sixty plus miscellaneous closing costs and things. How, how long did it take you to? Uh, how long has it been since you initially acquired it?
1: We put it on the market at uh, eighty. I'm going to say eighty five days, so that it was seasoned, basically by the time it hit the market. So ninety days.
0: Oh, okay. So you so ninety day. Basically, it's been ninety days since you first bought it. Correct. Okay. Cool. And what'd you do with that 10K? How was how it allocated?
1: Uh, that was basically flooring, paint, and windows. So, the, I mean, the, this house was, the, the man who lived in it, he, he loved his house. He lived there since he bought it. And it had amazing, um, let's see, avocado and burnt orange carpet in it. So, we did put some new tile floors
0: in there. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's a very, very particular taste. Right? <laughs> What's your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: Know your market inside and out. Do your own due diligence thoroughly. Don't ever trust what anyone else tells you. Uh, Do this on every property you look at. Do this on any realtor you plan on using. Do this on everything you do.
0: When you say know your market inside and out, can you uh, describe exactly what you mean by inside and out?
1: Know everything about it, what that market does. I have a, I have a good example of a very expensive education I got. We actually, um, I had an investor friendly realtor who he brought me a property. Uh, he was a newbie investor. That was my first mistake. Uh, he was actually a newbie realtor, and that was my first mistake. It was an R E O house that was listed on the M L S, and it was incorrectly posted as a two-bedroom, two-bath house, when in fact it really was a four-bedroom, three-bath house. So it should have been a moneymaker. What I didn't know was that this particular submarket that this house is in, it's Fountain Hills here in the Valley. It's actually not in the Valley. It's Fountain Hills. But it actually has the number two slowest turnover in Maricopa County behind Paradise Valley, which happens to be the most expensive area here. So that was mistake number two. Was buying a property in a market that takes a long time to move.
0: And is is there turnover? Not there's a slow turnover because people are staying in their property, or because there's no demand.
1: Um, it's a it's it's a particular demand is uh, is very particular. So although it's in Maricopa County, it's not really considered in the Valley, and yeah, it just has a tendency for properties to sit on the market for a long time. And uh, it took us a year to sell that property. That was a very costly education.
0: So now do you look at uh, just average days on market for the comps?
1: Look at average days on market. But I also, I mean, I attend my REA and I, I look at the graphs. I, I look at how long do properties sit on market in any particular uh, submarket.
0: Okay. So you look at you look at average days on market for all the different sub markets that you're investing yep. in. Okay. What are what's something surprising that's happened to you in this uh, you know real estate venture over the last year that you you weren't expecting from a real estate standpoint?
1: What are so I, I guess I I'm so new it's that, that nothing has really surprised me too much. But, I mean, so many people say you can get into this with no money. I, I guess you could if you want to stand on a corner with a sign that says, I buy houses. But it's been pretty expensive, it seems like, for us to actually really get into this as far as you know, getting marketing out there. Maybe I've done it incorrectly because I had such a limited background in marketing. But that's why I really hammer it to people. It's like real estate is our product, but marketing is our business. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you spend money on for marketing?
1: Business cards, envelopes, uh, stamps, stamps are, you know, two mail, two mailers, that's a buck a piece, right? So postcards, I don't find that postcards are very effective. I find that letters are much more, uh, effective, but, um, thing, just getting the quantity out there.
0: What type of response rate have you had on letters versus postcards?
1: postcards I've had almost no response rate on. I do a kind of an expensive mailer. Uh, For Christmas, I did an expensive mailer. And one day, in one day, I I sent out, um, let's see, I sent out 1,500 pieces. And in one day, I got 33
0: calls. Wow. Over Christmas?
1: Uh, Yeah, before Christmas.
0: Right before Christmas. What was the date? when you sent it out, do you remember? Uh,
1: I actually, um, ha- I, I was dropping some and then I had some other people dropping them as well, but, um, we started dropping them about the 10th of December and then, um, I, it was like the 21st of December was the day that I, I just was overwhelmed with calls. I couldn't keep up with them. I'm still getting back to them.
0: Wow. Uh, how many total did you, sa- did you, when you say drop, does that mean you put in the mail? Yes. Okay. How how many total did you mail? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. And how many total calls?
1: Uh, I've got six oh, let's see. I've got sixty-three calls of people who were interested in selling, and that doesn't include the other, you know, seventy people who weren't interested in selling. So,
0: yeah. Wow. So, um, that's close to. Uh, well, almost a 10% uh, return uh, or a response rate. So
1: here's, here's my recommendation to people. At Target, um, if you're doing them yourself, which, you know, if you're not doing them yourself, that's great. But if you're doing them yourself, which I am, at Target, for $15, I can get 200 colored envelopes with little postcard-like um, inserts that go inside them. And so colored, right, handwritten, all the things they tell you, handwritten, gets opened colored, I think even gets a better open rate. And that's not a bad price. That's a penny and envelope.
0: Do you handwrite all 1,500 or do you write a couple and then copy it?
1: Um, as far as the letters, yeah. I write one and copy it.
0: Okay. Got it. Very, very interesting. Very, very, very interesting in that, you know, learning how you're going about this and um, the, the different results that you're seeing based on what you're sending out. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations, fish bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320 he is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016. Best ever book you've read.
1: Choosing Your Own Greatness by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, he, it's very, very much aligned with Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, but your thoughts are your life. You make your own reality. We create our own reality. If you think somebody doesn't like you, that's your thoughts, not theirs. Success is a mindset.
0: Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it?
1: I tried and tried to hire an administrative assistant and I kept hiring people too quickly and I fired them too slowly. It cost me a lot of time and a lot of money. Um, I finally hired right, but my what I would say from that is take your if you're hiring hire slow and fire fast surround yourself with successful people and identify the eagles who soar and let the ducks who hang out in the pond just quack away by themselves
0: <laughs> i have a very vivid picture of what you just painted so thank you for that I feel like i feel like i'm on the farm again in texas <laughs> uh, wh- where did you find your admin the one that you hired?
1: Uh, the one that I hired, I, I do most of my advertising on Craigslist, and that's where I got her.
0: Where did you find the ones that you uh, didn't uh, enjoy working with?
1: Same place, Craigslist.
0: Craigslist. And what's the compensation that you have for the admin?
1: Anywhere from 12 to 20 an hour.
0: And that varies based on what, performance bonuses? or uh,
1: Varies based on experience, what they're bringing to the table, and... Yeah, and some of them who claimed to be bringing things to the table, they sat at a different table than I did, I guess. <laughs>
0: what what were uh, what are some of the primary responsibilities that your administrative assistant has right now?
1: Keeping me organized. I I start getting really busy and I start end up piling papers and that's a it's a really bad thing because then here it is tax season and here I am trying to, you know, straighten out piles of papers. It just doesn't work.
0: Best ever deal you've done?
1: Personally, marrying my husband. um, He's a a wonderful person. Business-wise, hiring my current project manager who can walk a property and immediately know exactly what needs to be done and doesn't need to be done. She's brilliant. Realizing that hiring a good, competent resource frees your time up to make more money.
0: Is that the same person that we were just talking about? Yes.
1: So she's moved from being my admin, which I'm now looking for another admin. She's moved from being my admin to being my project manager.
0: Okay. Got it. Best ever way you like to give back?
1: I spent a lot of time mentoring new investors and helping them get started. I share educational materials, marketing materials and ideas. I've spent hundreds of hours sharing what I've learned with others who are trying to break into real estate investing. Um, discussing fear with people and telling stories what I've learned over the last year or so.
0: What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far?
1: Trusting others and not paying attention. It's my business I need to pay attention.
0: Can you tell us the story behind that?
1: Well I think that kind of relates back to um, the one earlier where I had had uh, a newbie realtor who you know brought me this deal and it was in the wrong market and I didn't do my due diligence. That was my bad. I should have I should have been paying attention.
0: And then I'm just curious on your uh, personal portfolio. You have properties in Texas, Tennessee, and Arizona. How'd you come across the ones in Texas and Tennessee since they're not in in your hometown?
1: Those actually I had acquired, we had acquired before we actually got into quote unquote real estate investing. We decided to take uh, about five years ago, we decided to take some of the money, our money out of the market and put it into real estate. So those are passive holds that we purchased. I'm actually looking at liquidating those. Now that I do know how to buy right, I'm actually looking at liquidating everything that I'm holding except for one property I purchased last year. investing that money properly as opposed to investing it in the half a percent return house
0: and how did you find those properties the ones in texas and tennessee
1: i actually there's a company um that i have worked with and for passive holds i think they do a great job and they've got it's, it, do you mind if i say their name or
0: yeah i don't care
1: yeah. memphis invest and texas invest i've had very very good um i've had very good experience with them they are a real estate investment firm, and they so they pick up the properties. And for people who are looking for passive income, you know, I mean, seven to ten percent, they do a great job.
0: Chris Clothier from uh, from Memphis Invest and Texas Invest. He's been a guest on the show, episode uh, number fifty-eight, titled "Turning Smiles and the Profits." Yep. And he he actually inspired after I spoke to him on that interview. He inspired me to uh, include. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Because he talks about in this interview, episode fifty-eight, how he always asks his business partners if uh, what, what's their, what their his potential business partners uh, what their biggest mistake is in real estate, and if they say I don't have one, then he goes the other direction because they've either not been in the real estate game long enough or they you know they're not being truthful. And then there's also you know the 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 mentality of well I haven't made I wouldn't I don't consider them mistakes because I've learned from them and that's understandable I mean I have that same mentality but there's also things that when presented the same opportunity again we'd make a different choice knowing what we know now um, and, and that's kind of what he was getting at so uh, I'm very familiar with Chris and um, a fan of fan of his company as well yep great guys what's the best ever place the best ever listeners can reach you
1: they can reach me on Facebook uh, LinkedIn or at joy at com.
0: Great. Well, Joy, thank you for being on the show and sharing your advice with Best Ever listeners and talking about your start in the real estate field over this last year with your husband and how your uh, focus on fix and flips and wholesales. The uh, comparison between the two from a time and uh, money standpoint looks like wholesaling is getting you more money for the time invested, which I find uh, interesting and not, not surprising. And then the the focus that you have on marketing, in particular, uh, I, I love how you gave us the suggestions that are working for you on direct mail uh, with the with the envelopes and um, and buying the uh, excuse me the postcard inserts from Target that are colored, and then you you do the handwriting um, handwritten um, ones. And then lastly, the administrative assistant and how you're scaling the company. Uh, you know, it's a year old, but you're still continuing to scale the company. I've already essentially promoted within because the initial administrative assistant is now uh, a, a project manager, and now you're hiring for another. So, thanks so much for being on the show, sharing these insights with us, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a best every day. Thank you, Joe. You as well. Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations, Fist bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016.